Encounters with Evil, 101 True and Terrifying Stories with Gemma Jane, Episode 50 of the live edition of the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast, coming to you from the glacial dumping grounds known as the Michigan Basin. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. And we are a Michigan-based husband and wife educator and podcasting duo that, after having a UFO sighting in March of 2018, have started to examine UFOs and other paranormal topics within Michigan and beyond. Topics include UFOs, the paranormal, conspiracy theories, ghosts, alternative history and archaeology, cryptids, and all things strange and paranormal. So sit back, grab a drink, and come along with us on this journey down the paranormal rabbit hole. All right, everybody. I know you don't see us yet. Hold on. We'll be right there. Here we come. Boom. Boom. Michelle. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. How's everything going out there? Welcome to another live edition of the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast slash live show. It is the 8th of April, 2023, and we are now live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and also live on Gemma's uh youtube channel as well as we are doing a share cast with her so welcome to everybody watching and uh we're glad to have you here but as always after the live show we will be releasing this on all major podcasting platforms shortly afterwards we're gonna start things off by saying hi to the chat room tonight so hey everybody out there we got hellfire we got egg neck face who else do we got michelle we've got diana our birthday girl Oh, yes. Happy birthday, Diana. Eris is here. Or Metalhead Diana. is here. Yep. Hellfire, of course. Metalhead. Eris. Welcome, welcome. And everybody out in Facebook land as well that we don't necessarily get to see, welcome. Um, but yeah, great having you guys with us tonight, man. Thanks once again for sharing your Saturday evening with us. So for those of you in chat, if you have some questions for Gemma, please put them in all caps and Michelle will try to ask your questions later. We only have Gemma for about an hour and 15 hour, 20 minutes or so. So we're going to try to keep everything short and sweet tonight. But again, we really appreciate all the support that you amazing people have shown us. And uh, you know, Michelle, we just finished our spring break, you know, flying out of Detroit Metro, going to Laughlin, Nevada for some sun and sand, you know, I guess, uh, we both went down that rat. Well, at least it looked like we were going down the rabbit hole. I will always go down that rabbit hole to fly right there somewhere on an escalator. And you know, that joke will never get boring to me. I no, love it. Not at all. So 
you know, but that's the silly shenanigans we do around here going down that rabbit hole on an escalator. Well, we need to make sure that we give some shout outs tonight to sure. uh, our loyal supporters. We've got Haba H for her continued support and to our Patreon members, Tabin R and Cheryl G. Thank you for your continued support. And if you out there would like to be a supporter, you can find the links down in the show description. Yes. Come on, people. Hit that Patreon and show some love. <laughs> come on, baby. Oh, Show some love. <laughs> yeah, we got two Patreons. Well, actually three. It's just Hava goes through a different channel for her donations. But anyways, tonight we're going to get terrified. I know I'm already terrified because we got encounters stories. with evil. And you know what? I've had enough encounters with evil in my lifetime. But we've got Gemma Jade. She's going to be joining us shortly. But we also have a listener communication that we wanted to share with everyone. And when we bring Gemma on, we're going to see uh, what she has to say about it and get her thoughts on everything. But Michelle, why don't you go ahead and read this one? Now, the name has been changed to protect the sender's identity, as they told me that they work in a very sensitive area, possibly some type of uh, clearances and stuff that are involved. And he wanted to have their name changed. So, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and read this? Were, were you kind enough to change the name or am I changing the name? No, the name has been changed. All right. You see there. <laughs> so it says, <clears throat> hi, Wayne and Michelle. I am listening to your podcast with Preston Dennett. Yes, that was a great podcast. Uh -huh. I got very excited when I heard you talking about the huge black triangle near 275 and Ford Road that you saw in 2018. I saw one near 275 in Michigan Avenue just two weeks ago. I have seen them several times right at the 275 and Ford Road exit. I and my family have seen them so many times and other craft over the last 17 years around here. I have stopped counting. These triangles seem to be hiding in plain sight operating around the airport um, because from a distance, if you're not paying attention, you would assume they are airliners. So, and he was added to the podcast, lives in Canton, and wants to speak to us sometime. Regards, Robert. Yes, but he won't come on the podcast necessarily because obviously his job. So, um, yeah, totally man, these triangles. And you know what? Since we're starting this topic already, let's just bring in the the lady of the hour, man. I mean, she's knowledgeable in all of this stuff. So, let's bring on the beautiful the wicked, but the kind. Gemma <laughs> Jade. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. At least he didn't start playing with his little noisemaker <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> what? You mean like, uh, oh, no. I like it. I like it. The audience like. Thank you. All right, Gemma. Well, thanks for joining us, man. It's awesome having you here yet again. And what did you think of that email that we uh, received? This guy is seeing these triangles and uh, that we saw. And I don't know if they're making a huge impact to him like they did to Michelle and I. But what what's your, you know, feelings and thoughts on these triangles that people are seeing? You know, I actually have 
I've been doing a lot more research recently into different types of craft. And I got to tell you, I still really can't, you know, figure it out. I haven't had experiences with crafts myself, but I know the triangular shaped ones are showing up all over the place um, as far as especially around airports, military bases, and kind of just in general. I also know from what I've been receiving as far as information is that uh, there's a lot of times missing time with those particular types of craft. And another one that keeps coming up a lot is the cube-shaped one. But you have to think about it. I mean, when we first started really recognizing, um, meaning humanity, um, UFOs, they were flying saucers. And that was back in what, like the 1950s, 1960s. We had different vehicles back then. We have di had different modes of transportation and we've since evolved. And, you know, I'm sure extraterrestrials or interdimensionals, whatever you guys, you know, whoever thinks they are, um, they evolved too. I mean, they're just way more advanced than us, but it, it's not even... It's interesting and it's terrifying to me, but it's not even like unusual anymore to hear something like that happening at, especially an airport or and or around a military base. It's becoming pretty commonplace in the community as far as, you know, the information and encounters that I receive on a regular basis. Hmm. Now, have you any of your research like led you with these triangles to think that they are uh, what do I want to say? Malevolent, like doing abductions and things like that? Or have you not gotten that far into this? Well, I definitely believe that, you know, in, in again, I can only go by what I've received, but in most of those cases, like I said, there's missing time. So what is happening during the missing time? And I'm one of those people, and I know it's not a very popular opinion, but I do believe based on other things that I've picked up because of my abilities, that if you're blocking the person from remembering what has happened, happening, you're doing something you don't want them to know or remember. Now, that could just be something we're not supposed to know yet, but a lot of the times I find that it includes putting tracking devices on us, doing medical experiments, doing um, experiments for hybridization programs for their own race. So in thinking about it along those lines, Yes, I very much do think that it's a malevolent thing because there are other extraterrestrials, interdimensionals out there that approach us in a much different way. Where can We can and are supposed to remember what happened. I think anything that takes away our choice and our ability to remember it and therefore choose or not choose again when it happens again, because it always does, um, that's, that's malevolence in my book, even at just that, that tiny little part of it. Now, Gemma, I know we've got some people watching on your channel, and I believe um, we are getting those um, chats mm -hmm. through the chat in StreamYard, but I don't necessarily know if our chats back to them through StreamYard is showing up on your stream. But anyways, so just letting people know out there, if, if we don't respond to you and you're watching on Gemma's channel, it may or may not be implemented yet. This is beta for StreamYard to do this shared streaming so that, you know, channels can grow together, um, which is something Gemma and I have had conversations about before. So um, now and it's I talk awesome about that, my own all the time. So, yeah. So, 
now we can like, you know, pump each other up in the community and, and help everybody out. But Gemma, I know you've been on our show. This has got to be what your third time now. I think maybe fourth, fourth third or fourth. Yeah. Third or fourth. Um, and we talk so much outside the show anyways, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, you go to text somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say the show comes with, up when you go to text someone. Still doing it with the S 23 ultra, by the way, got rid of the with iPhone the and my phone. And, uh, and one, your guys's phone number is one of the ones that did not copy over from iPhone to the galaxy phone. So when you just messaged me the link, that's how I got your number again, but your the, the name is still saved in there, Michigan UFO. And it's wow. still doing it when I do voice text. It's just your guys name just, and it's only you guys, 496 contacts. Wow. All right. Just real quick. I want to give a quick shout out to ghost dragon. Hey man, good seeing you. Of course. It looks like you're watching from Gemma's channel. So hello, Pine Island Research. Thanks for joining us, Pam Smith. We got Barry in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry is here. And if you want him to sign autographs, all you got to do is look for him backstage onto the left side of the stage. He's right there, ready to sign autographs. <laughs> uh, we got Metalhead. And it looks like Guy Merritt has shown up. So what's going on, Guy? Good seeing you, my man. <laughs> Guy's got Making sure you phone. weren't taking a nap. But, uh, hey, welcome, everybody, once again. And, uh, yeah, we got Gemma Jade here. Now, for some of you that have not heard our other podcast with Gemma and don't necessarily know who she is, well, she's obviously an author of some amazing books. But, Gemma, can you give us a quick uh, summary of what you do and a little bit more about, like, how you do it? Sure. So, First and foremost, I am an oracle reader. I'm an oracle, I'm a seer, psychic knower, and physical medium. And I've been those things since birth. And with the discovery a few years ago of oracle cards, <laughs> um, I mean, I knew they existed, but really getting to work with them, I've kind of built this whole brand around bringing messages from source and spirit to people through my channel, through private, um, taking on clients and, and things like that. And I am head writer for the Missing Persons Mysteries channel. So most of what they narrate over there is written by me and has been for the last two and a half years. And I have three books out and I'm working on the fourth one. Can you give us a hint about this fourth one, or is it still all locked in and confidential? Oh, no. It's um, it's going to be about the Black Eyed Kids. It's called Danger at Your Doorstep, Encounters with the Black Eyed Children. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something I've been totally fascinated with before I got on YouTube or even knew what YouTube was, before I started working with my abilities, before anything. I just happened to be watching Monsters and Mysteries in America in, like, 2013, saw the phenomenon on there and became obsessed. So the fact that I get to write a whole book about it now and discuss it is really exciting. It's one of, you know, a few things that I'm able to talk about that I've actually never personally experienced, you know, demons, ghosts, you know, spirit. It's it's all relative to me. Extraterrestrials been there, done that. But the BK, there's still this huge question mark to me and to so many other people that it's exciting to be able to write about them. Oh, okay. This, this, I have to play with my sound thingy for this one. 
Absolutely. That's awesome. That's been something I've always been very fascinated with as well, because, you know, it was not an encounter with black eyed kids, but what I had experienced could have so easily fallen into that category, but thankfully they were just normal kids. When I was, uh, man, many, many years ago, I was living in an area called Shelby Township and I, it was pouring rain. We had a bad thunderstorm come through and I stopped at a local little party store. And when I walked in, I saw sitting on the parking blocks, a couple of young girls, they were maybe, I don't know, 15 years old or something. They were drenched and they were sitting there. And I walked into the store. I picked up a couple of things. I came out and they looked at me and said, do you think you could give us a ride home? I was like, well, what are you guys doing out here? And I'm just thinking to myself now, after I've heard the black eyed children's story, like, <laughs> <Don't say yes. laughs> uh, uh, but no, their eyes were normal. <laughs> I mean, so there's, well, you know, there's so many encounters, even with, you know, to be honest with you with spirit that they show up like that. And it's not like we see in the movies, you know, on Wednesday nights, I do live intuitive Oracle on my channel. And I had a few people ask me this past week. They're like, what was that? Because I kept looking over to the left, which is, you know, when the downloads come in, that's kind of where I'm just focused on. There's nothing really particularly there. I'm just bringing things in. But then my my mother, who I've been staying with, lives across the street from a church and a funeral parlor. And they're like, you kept doing it, but you kept getting annoyed. And I'm like, you have to understand. I'm telling spirit, like, line up, get out of the way, wait your turn. There's all of these internal conversations between me and spirit. But they show up even to people who don't have abilities. They're not always see-through. Sometimes they really do look like you or like me, you know, and you don't know right away that they're a spirit. So, you know, you still don't even know if that's what you encountered because aside from the weirdness of them being there at that hour, I, I would, I always jump to spirit first, you know, I, I always do. And I, you know, I have my own way of, of telling the difference, but you could have went either way on that one, BEK or ghost. ghost. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Thankfully, you know, and their, their home was just, you know, maybe a half a mile away and I took them and dropped them off so they wouldn't get, you know, blasted. But, uh, man, just, uh, Man, what an experience in, in in the black eyed kids. It's like so I know Michelle's got some stuff she wants to throw your way about black eyed kids. She's getting ready to hit me because she wants to talk about something. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm just like if you if you Side-eyed. knew then what you know now, oh, you just you okay. never know what you picked up. No, that's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. All right. So I see there's some new people in the chat just real quick want to say hey Tabin, one of our patreons thanks for joining us man we've got gemini moon uh she says from my area ships over lake st Clair. yep yeah yeah so Gemma, what without giving too much away what have you kind of uh started digging into with these black-eyed kids i've heard some people say they're they're demonic some people say in there like a changeling some people will say they're vampiric um all the above none you know all of the above but also hybrids um ai robots um whatever they are i 
no, it's it's almost like no matter how anyone, even with like all of these theories running around, nobody actually knowing, you know, interdimensionals, time travelers. So it, it's it, it's like we just don't there's always something that seems to have gone wrong. Right. Okay. And when, whenever and whenever a witness sees one of these kids, it's wrong, wrong, something wrong, wrong. So I feel like, you know, no matter what they could be or who they could be or could have been, there's something that has gone terribly wrong. Okay. Um, I dug into all that stuff. Again, like the hybrids, robots, their stories of them, just like with the men in black, um, you know, kind of shutting down. Like once one encounter where the girl literally says, my battery's dying, I have to go now. Um, weird. So, so Metalhead... Yeah asked how do you know you're a psychic 100 so i'm a psychic knower which deals a lot more in energy um i would be i would be kind of leery of anyone who said they were the kind of psychic who could you know someone asked me like well if you're a psychic tell me what kind of underwear i'm wearing you know what color underwear i'm wearing it doesn't work like that it's like more of an energetic thing um being around people i'm more of a physical medium where you know, I'm surrounded by dad 100% of the time, really. And I just have kind of come to live with that and deal with that. And it's very draining. It does make me um, very sick, especially as I get older. Uh, but as far as being a psychic, I just, like, I just know things. I just know. And it's not on such a grand scale for me, which is why I don't say things like, I'm a psychic. Um, I say psychic knower, because I, I can't give you predictions but i can tell you what's going to happen with you soon be if i'm in your energy um i don't you know i know some people will say that that's not psychic but it, it actually is when i can tell that something's going to go on by meeting you but it's because i can see your energy i can feel your vibration i see people at a soul level it's not like i can know stradamus facts about next year for you guys i just i can do that through oracle i try so it's it's a lot more than intuition, though. Uh, yeah. But intuition is a big part of it. It is a big part of it. And that's where the intuitive kind of label goes as well, right? Like you have an intuition, but that can just open up the doorway. Or is it the other way around? Like when you're reading the energy, then you can intuit uh, something about the person or the object or whatever the case may be. It's the energy first and foremost, no matter what. Okay. Um, the minute I'm even in the same presence as somebody, I think I've talked to you guys about this before. If I don't completely shut myself down when I leave the house, I'll know like my waiter hits his wife. I'll know that the people behind me are out on a date, but they're both cheating on their partner. And that's just like all of this extra information. Um, when I'm reading Oracle or when it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, I let the energy guide me through the intuition. But we all do have the same abilities it's just to like what degree we've brought it from our other lifetimes over with us to what degree i believe that parental or guardian support plays a big role into it but then you know i wonder about that um did i have an awakening to this ability so i've always had i've always had it but when i was 13 or 14 years old is when i really understood what i was doing 
Um, I was always the weird kid. I was always, you know, talking to someone who wasn't there. But for me, they were there. So I didn't understand when my teachers would tell my parents that I played in the corner and talked to myself while I was in school because I wasn't doing that. I was talking to deceased children who were drawn to me in the school or wherever I was. But there was this point when I was like 13 or 14 where I was like, like, these are dead people. Like, oh my God, like it just, because it was so natural and so normal. And so all the time, it didn't really occur to me. I just thought it was something that everyone went through and either grew out of, or I just went through it. Or I didn't understand that it was anything different than anyone else. I just thought maybe, you know, it happened for me earlier than most people, because we didn't talk about those types of things. I'm 40 years old. So we didn't talk about that. Even like when I graduated high school in 2001, it wasn't something we discussed. Well, Gemma, what I want to do is I want to flip these uh, questions. Um, so Tabin asked, I'm going to ask this like for him. Maybe he's curious about himself. So do you mm -hmm. have an awakening to this ability? So would he have an awakening to the ability or have you always had it? And I'm going to do the same thing with Metalhead's question as well. How do you know you're psychic? So how would Metalhead know he's psychic? And he says here that, you know, he agrees that, and somebody in chat said that everybody has a certain ability. Mm -hmm. So what do you say when we flip the, the script on those uh, questions to people who might be curious whether they have these abilities or not? I would say about as far as being psychic, like, how do you know? Everyone is. You follow your intuition, you follow that gut feeling, and you will be right every single time. That's what psychic knowing is. You know, again, predicting the future is something completely different. Um, and I don't really know a lot about that because I can't do it except as on a one-on-one -on -one basis, right? But if you were to spend an entire week just following your gut instinct, following the thoughts that pop into your head that like, you're like, hey, where did that come from? But you just go do it anyway or don't do it anyway. No matter the effect it's going to have on your life, seriously, you will find that you are right 100% of the time. And that's being psychic. Um, psychic to me is commonplace because I do believe that every single person has that. It's just we are so it's so ingrained in us to you know, do what's best for, you know, the other person or don't listen to, you know, 20 people, all your friends are telling you how great Bob is. Bob's amazing. You got to meet Bobby. The second you meet him, you're like, Ooh, I don't, this guy is not, but you become friends with him anyway. And he ends up, I don't know, robbing you or something. Like if you had followed that initial energetic hit, that psychic hit that Bob was no good, you should stay away from him. You had a psychic awareness of the fact that Bob is no good. And that's a very generic and watered down, but that's the easiest way I can explain it. As far as do you have an awakening? Were you born with it? Um, you could have one or the other, and you could also learn it. You could learn how to be a, um, a medium. I don't know if you can learn how to be a physical medium, but you can learn how to be a medium. And I'm pretty sure you can learn how to be a physical medium. Um, it takes a long time to do, to do it right and safely because physical, you feel the pain of their deaths. If they want, if you accept that, you feel, uh, you allow them through your body and you relive it all. It's very energetically draining. It could make you sick. A lot of physical mediums don't live past like 60. If we make it that long, um, you have to really work hard at protecting yourself and your own energy because this is dead energy and we are living energy. So the dead energy, of course, is going to take as much as it can from the living energy. 
Um, so it's not really good for your health, but it's, it's amazing. It's something I would never want to live without, but you can learn it. You can have an awakening to it. If you do have an awakening to it, most of the time that happens during your early teens or your early twenties, it's like between the ages of 12 and 15 or like between 20 and 25 are when I see it most commonly happen. And sometimes you're just born with it. And ever since you're little, you're that weird kid talking to nobody in the corner of the schoolroom, you know, the classroom. Yeah. Well, to your example about Bob probably robbing you later, it's always good not to trust somebody who can spell their name forward and backwards. The no, same. I always use the name Bob. I'm always like, you know, some <laughs> alien named Bob crashed into Roswell and everyone's like, oh, Bob, now you gave us away, you know. Right. Well, but going back to a serious note, uh, Crowley uh, is here, has joined us from, it looks like from your, your show channel. Hey, so. Crowley. Hey, Netter. Hey, everybody joining from my show. Yeah. And otherwise, um, I didn't say individual hellos to you guys because I am the guest tonight, but I do love y'all and thank you for the support. Yeah. So he says, I don't know if I'm so much psychic, but I'm definitely sensitive. And then says something really interesting here. My sensitivity made me much more aware and feel safe as a Leo. Not sure it pertains. How does your birth, your astrological signs pertain to any of that stuff or does it not? Well, your astrological signs and everyone, well, not everyone, because it's becoming more common to know the whole chart or at least the sun, moon and rising. Um, But it really does depend on your entire chart as a whole. Um, your, Your sun sign, you know, Pisces, water signs, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio are more known to be more intuitive than most. But I think it's just we're more living in a fantasy where we tell ourselves it's okay. I don't believe that astrology really has anything to do with it. My husband is a Cancer son and he does not believe in anything, you know, about astrology. And as far as what I do, he supports me, but he doesn't want to hear about it, know about it, see it. Never had an experience in his life, even living with me um, and just does it. He's very, very closed off to it. And he's a cancer. So I, I've met so many different people, you know, um, and I just I was don't say I'm a, has- I'm a cancer and I'm very open to it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's but like, I'm a scientist, you know, too. So. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, you know, if you were to go by that, that would be more uncommon for a water sign. You know, water signs are more in our head. We're more mysterious. We're, it's, you know, I, I don't, I say, you know, a lot. I just caught myself again. Sorry, guys. Uh, but <laughs> God I, knows, I but uh, no, I was going to say, God knows what they would say about like us Virgos. <laughs> it used to be. Um, so at least it's better that way. But I don't think that the, the chart plays much of a role in it. I mean, it could, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it often that that would be the case. I know Pisces moons out there. You guys are <laughs> the most emotional and sensitive people, meaning as far as feelings that I've ever met. And I do believe that astrology has a big role to play in how we behave, how we act and react, respond, and how we deal with emotion. But as far as psychic abilities, mediumship abilities and things like that, uh uh-uh, no way. Well, let's uh, jump back to this book you're working on since we got a little distracted and it was a great conversation. (laughs) Do you have, okay, so we know it's Black Eyed Children. Do you have Mm -hmm. a title for it yet you can share and or a release date? So 
It's called, and I actually got the name of the title from a friend of the channel. His name is Nutslap. I'm actually surprised he's not here. I was stressing over the title of this book and he's like, what about danger at your doorstep? So I was like, that is perfect. It's not already taken as far as black eyed kid kids books go. So it's danger at your doorstep, either terrifying encounters with black eyed kids. Now, once I go to make the cover, the title could change because if it's too long or something, but that's the working title right now. And that's what happened with the Shadow Entities book. It was supposed to be, I was promoting it as being called something for so long and it ended up having to be shortened. But I'm, I'm trying to get it out for, honestly, to hand it in to my publisher by like mid-May, have it out by July. But I honestly don't know. It's taken me a long time because it's brought a lot of negativity and negative entities into my home. So I have to keep stopping, taking a step back from it and going through the motions of clearing and cleansing my house more so than with any other book, including the book about shadow people and including the encounters with evil where I talked about everything in that book. Yeah. So Michelle, do we want to uh, hold up her terrifying stories? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm trying it where it doesn't have the glare. There you go. Encounters I designed the cover. Either. Yeah. That is. I'm proud awesome. of that cover. I know it's creepy. And people should be able to see it down in the. Yes, it's right corner. in the corner there. Yeah. Just that part's been staring at me this whole time. <laughs> it's making me uneasy already. That's well, the point. Yes. For some of us that have the attention span of a fruit fly. <laughs> this is perfect. The the short stories. We're talking, you know, maybe just a couple pages, yes. page and a half. So it's like get the details in there to the point. I've already taken this book from Wayne and told him it'll be a while before he sees it. <laughs> you know, I got to I read it. like about five stories out of it. And then when he yeah. said, Oh, this is he goes, This is all you. Because yeah. he knows I love short stories. So mm -hmm. it was like. Okay, then I started, you know, looking through some of the titles. I'm like, he hasn't seen the book since. So many people way, prefer the short stories. I yeah. think it's just like, you know, when the the concept came to me, it was like, I want to make, I remembered a movie that I had seen and it was kind of gross. And the guy's like, you know what I write? I write stories that are just short enough for your average person to take your average dump. <laughs> so I was like... That's actually a really good idea. And they're actually longer than they were supposed to be because I am like very detailed. Like I have to put every single detail in everything and I'm, I'm always getting in trouble for that. It's like, you don't have to do that. So that was a good way for me to uh, learn a lesson in writing and not being so verbose, but that book did really well. I'm really proud of it. Um, and I want to do another one after the BEK and other short stories. That was a lot of personal experiences I also put some famous cases in there, you know, Amityville and yeah. things like that too. All right. One of the, the stories that I read, it creeped me out within three yes. paragraphs was, <laughs> was the story of the old hag appearing. Um, I, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was just called the old hag. It was or, there. It's part one and part two. Yeah. Just appearing. I mean, that's like it, it, everybody, it, they're short stories, but I'm telling you, you start to read through them and you put yourself into that, 
like that position into that situation. And my God, I was like, okay, this is literally, I can't imagine trying to wake up the, the sleep paralysis being conscious, but your body is not responding. And you then are able to jump up and you turn around and see a dark figure. Jeez. You know, that's, you know, and I went deep there with the shadow entities book, shadow entity, sleep yep. paralysis and beyond. And the reason I went so deep is because so many people are affected. And when I was younger and I've actually found this, it's so strange. I recently found out that I'm not the only physical medium who has experienced something like this. Where at a very young age. I'm talking six years old, seven years old, eight years old. Shadow entities would haunt me and tell me, go ahead, chew that wire. Go ahead. And it would try to influence me to chew wires. Be like, you can jump in front of that bus real quick. It won't hurt you. Really trying to influence me. I know another physical medium who did bite the wire and almost died and ended up in the hospital. And it's like, I've spoken to some and, and that terrified me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to hunt this entity down and try to get to the bottom of what it is. And I do walk through the people's homes. They call me like Gemma, you know, my house is being, there's something in my house. I know it's evil. A lot of the time it's not, it's just, we, you know, it's not normal to have entities and deceased people in our homes. And because they're so energetically training, a lot of people associate that with evil because they're feeling sick. They're feeling tired. A lot of the time it's really just a loved one or someone left over. But when I go through and I see shadow entities, that is one of the things and probably, you know, one of the only things that I am scared of, but that's why I'll dig deeper into them. You know, demons, the devil, I'm not saying it's not, a, they're not scary, but what I'm saying is I'm not really that affected so by them anymore. Okay. Well, just a quick shout out to Jeff Robert Blask. I believe that's how you say his name. So thanks for joining us. And also Jules Enigma. Look like they're both watching from your channel. So hey, everybody, Hi. welcome. So good to see you here. And uh, Ghost Dragon had a question for you. It says, okay, question. What are your favorite types of story, Gemma? I love hearing other people's encounters. And like I said, the two phenomenon I'm most obsessed with, I will read anything and everything I can get my hands on are shadow entities. And because there's not a lot out there and the black eyed kids. Um, I, I just really, you know, I hear so many people dealing with them and they just fascinate me because I can't pin them down again. When I see a dead person, I'm like, Oh, I know who that is. You know, I know what this is. I, I don't know what they are. And it drives me as someone who's like pretty much always known. And it's like, Oh, I could tell you, uh, it, it frustrates me. And I think it kind of affects my ego a little bit too, where I'm like, I'm going to find out what you are. <laughs> like, don't hide from me. Right. All right. So Jeff said he didn't put this all in caps, but I love this comment. Mm -hmm. He says, when you focus on evil entities, you will invite them into your world. The real question, who is conjuring who? Ooh, and we've heard about the, you know, manifesting things in your life and, and all of that. Uh, what's your comments on that? Okay, so I did see that and I was going to comment on it because it's a, that's inc an incredible notion. Yeah. I used the Nietzsche quote about when you stare back into abyss, the abyss will stare back at you on the back of that book, Encounters with Evil. But... I would hesitate to use the word conjuring because, you know, 
I don't have to do anything other than breathe and exist to be surrounded by sometimes very dark entities. And, but I will say that you're right, because like I said, with the Black Eyed Kid book, um, a lot with the Shadow Entity book as well, I was even more so dealing with the more negative, evil, malevolent entities and energies in my home than I ever had before. You know, I'm a natural witch. I always protect my home and my family. And for them to be getting in like that, I even say it in the book, in book four, when it comes out, you guys will see it. I say this book has taken me longer to write than any other. And that's because I now find myself encountering a djinn every time I turn around the corner. And, you know, you're at, you're a hundred percent right. And that goes back to as well, a lot of the times hauntings, hauntings, um, I would say, if I did 50 cases of walking through people's houses, eight of them were actually just catching glimpses of a different time. So more than likely, you are the ghost. You are the haunting to the people from the 1700s who are living that lifetime on that timeline in the same space that you're living on the same land. And that's why land is so important that you clear it, cleanse it, and take very good care of and respect it. Because sometimes we are the the haunting. Okay. Um, Michelle, I saw you fiddling over there with the book. <laughs> you got something on that? Because no. you've got it marked, I see, here already. You got... I marked it at page 93 at the old hag. Oh, the oh. old hag. That's it, yes. The old hag. Oh, man. So... Nothing like something at the end of your bed watching you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And you can never get used to it either. It's not like, you know, like I said, I, I, I could reiterate a million times the, the dead spirits who used to be living. Cool. I, I actually prefer their company and I love them and I never get rid of them if I don't have to. But um, things like that are terrifying, especially to a small child. I was dealing with all these types yeah. of things, you know, sitting down at the dinner table with my family. Nobody else could see the old tag or the guy who got shot 15 years ago and he's showing up with his whole death face and just sitting at the table looking at me like this while I'm trying to pretend I'm not seeing it because my Irish Catholic father would get angry when I would talk about it. So I would just be like, can I be excused, you know, please? Um, it well, certainly just, never gets blasé, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. Um, but just uh, give a quick shout out to Stephen, which I believe is Ghost Dragon for yeah. sending in a PayPal donation. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. And uh, let's see, we had a couple other people join us tonight. It looks like multifaceted jewels. Oh, we've got a lot of new names. Tonight. Yeah. Well, they're coming in from Gemma's channel. Yeah. So that's awesome. So yeah, great to see everybody joining us from Gemma's channel. And we're using a, we're using StreamYard to do streaming. Most people know what that is, but they've implemented a new beta feature right now that we're testing and that is being able to stream. So I invited Gemma onto our channel and then she's able to on her end through StreamYard select her channel. And once I go live, she's able to stream to her channel as well at the same time. So really, really cool awesome. stuff. And, uh, Hats off to StreamYard for pulling this off. I have no idea how they did it, but uh, amazing stuff. So that we can all kind of support each other and get the word out for, um, you know, our channels out there. So uh, this has been great. So Crowley 
says something here. Gemma helped me try to understand my odd night terror that was different than every other one. Ooh, care to elaborate? New Englander Roadie wants to know what the name of your channel is. So I guess it's not showing, but I am going to put it in the title when I'm done with all of this. Um, because most of you guys coming from my channel know I have a little one. It's the night before Easter. But as soon as I head out, I am going to take the time to do that. But go ahead and let them know, because so, I guess it's not showing up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll put it into chat. So it is the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. There you go. So hopefully that helps out. And it looks like Ghost Dragon has sent $20 to Gemma. And oh, that was for me? Yeah. And then, because oh. uh, that's in your chat, we don't we don't have enough people to be able to get super chats. So. <laughs> and this is why, guys, I told you on Wednesday and Thursday nights that you need to yes. go over to Wayne and Michelle's channel because... They are, to me, you guys are, first of all, you're super sweet. You're so gracious, but you're not BSers. And if they trust me to give them the accurate information and not to BS them around, I'm telling them that they can trust you guys too. And I don't say that about a lot of people because, and again, I feel energy and sometimes I'm like, eh, don't want to endorse them. I endorse you guys a million percent on that. You guys should definitely subscribe to this channel and get the well truth. I think because we started out as an audio only podcast yeah. and YouTube was kind of a, you know, a thought later on about a year. So a yeah. year and a half later, did we start YouTube? I don't then, even think that we started YouTube until what, November. Yeah. And then it was, you know, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah of 2022. And it, yeah. I think it was more me. I, you know, I didn't want to go on camera. I'm like, Oh, Lord, Lord only knows, you know, how many pounds does the camera put on you? No, you guys look amazing. Trust me, oh, I don't even get trolls anymore. I have fought them back so hard, and everyone's like, Gemma, leave them alone. I'm like, no, from New Jersey. I'm not going to put up with that. <laughs> they don't yeah, even so, bother me anymore. So, Gemma, I think once we end the broadcast tonight, the this whole show will save to your your library as well as yes, mine it's already in there actually yeah. on the studio so i'm going to go back and i'm going to put live with you guys yeah um, and i can and even I'll send you picture. i'll email you the thumbnail that we used you can kind of yes, see it behind perfect. us there and mm -hmm. you can throw that up and uh yeah but this is uh you know this is awesome oh new england dirt roadie okay all right let's see what what i'm like so name welcome he is and, someone uh, I work with personally. He's one okay. of my one-on-one -on -one clients where we do video awesome. chats. I send stuff out. I teach them how to cleanse and clear. I remove attachments from them, uh, jewels as well. So that's what he's talking about here. Okay. So I got to say, Gemma has some serious intuition going on. I got a personal reading from her and she has blown the lid off things that have been going on for me the past 30 plus years. Yes. And Gemma, when she was on our audio podcast, had did some readings for Michelle and I, and she had mentioned something about uh, money, like a possible, I don't know, windfall? Like a win. Like a win. I think I said a small windfall or found money or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Michelle got a win. 
She got a she she won a little jackpot after that. That, uh, that was my her. my five hundred dollars on Wheel of Fortune on the letter H. <laughs> Michigan nice. Lottery. Yes. Yeah, so I pushed the button and it and it said H. <laughs> five hundred. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, I always you know, tell people, you know, on Wednesday nights, I tell them 100%, if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, you will know within the next two weeks. I, I back that up. Like, I'm 100% sure of it. Like, I know that I'm channeling from source and from spirit. So for me, they're not going to give me the wrong messages. The only way the message could be wrong is if I interpret it wrong. Like, every celebration, birthday, anniversary, holiday is Balloon. Oh, all right, Gemma, you're there. breaking up there a little bit. But we are we hey, good now? While, uh, we're, uh, yeah, looks like it. I uh, want to say hello to Smoochie, 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 that's over on Gemma's channel watching. <laughs> so, uh, I'm liking the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we're missing <laughs> nuts. Left. That's like the best. Name oh, out my there. gosh. You know, yeah, so. he he gave me the, the idea, you know, the people that are in here right now are really my Wednesday night squad, as I call them, you know, Ghost Dragons is my co my other host, and the keeper of my list. But I've met some of the most amazing people, I consider them all soul brothers and sisters. I mean, knowing them personally in my, you know, personal life and professionally, um, it's been amazing for me and I just, I love you guys so much. I really do. All of you. Thanks for coming out and showing support. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, homies. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the hood with me, you know what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> in uh ghost dragon says, Gemma told me if I was a good dragon, I'd get waffle sandwiches. And I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well played. I just sir. keep well him locked played. in my basement. Don't, don't worry about yeah. that. Oh man. All right, Gemma. So, I want to get to a break here in about f- six minutes or so. But I'm the having toddler time... tantrum downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> the last That's time you were on, she, uh, the last time you were on, Michelle had talked to you about a friend of hers mm-hmm. yes. that was concerned about possibly having a relative, well, a relative that married into a f- the family who passed away but might have put a curse on them or something along those lines was was into some dark stuff and uh casey thank you for the 9.99 to Gemma. awesome thank you guys what i remember you... okay so you were gonna do your thing and mm-hmm. time being what it is and the busyness of doing a podcast and starting a live show and not being able to completely get together to talk. What can you tell Michelle to tell her friend about what was going on, what you found out and Casey, thank you very much. Guys, thank you so much. Um, That helps tremendously as you, as you all know. So, okay. What, what I want to preface this with is once somebody crosses over it's like if they're hanging around, then, you know, it's usually a fracture or a piece of them. The unfinished business thing is actually true. And if they were a jerk in real life, they're a jerk still. If they fully crossed over, though, or even mostly, okay, 
they are connected again to everything. They understand the contracts that they made to do certain things they did to be the people that they were so that their soul could learn the most. That person that I was looking into contacting the stepfather, he has fully crossed. He has a fracture um, that stayed behind, but he is crossed enough that he is in spirit connected back to his wholeness. So no longer a horrible human being, but a more learned and advanced spirit. They don't lie when they're on the other side. Um, if you want to call it heaven, um, they're not, they don't lie. So when you ask them something, they'll either tell you, I can't tell you that. I won't tell you that. I don't want to tell you that. Or they'll tell you and they'll tell you the truth. What I learned from him about the situation was though there were some shady things that were going on that were trying to be done against certain people. And it wasn't just your friend. There were other people connected to this, I believe, like neighbors who they didn't like that they were trying to, meaning he and the person's mom, that they were trying to put curses on. They were trying to summon things, but they were so bungling with it. They were almost like an 11 year old watches the craft and then decides that they're going to light candles and do witchcraft. So while the attempt was made and that's never good energetically either because it could end up putting some bad juju on your friend and her family. The message was that though it was attempted and not only against your friend and the, the main reason I'm a little backpedaling a little bit. The main reason your friend was having the issues with her daughter was not having anything to do with this, but I will get to why, or at least some of the reason why. But it had the, the, your friend's mom, okay, she, by just saying it out loud, I talk a lot about manifestation, by just saying it so many times that she had hoped your friend suffered, or by him, the stepfather saying it so many times, it actually became its own thing, where that was a little piece of the initial spark of your friend's daughter kind of turning. But... Your friend and her daughter have a contract together for whatever the daughter is going through and your friend. They both came here as souls and they charted this out in the fifth dimension together. Soul meets part of a soul group where it's just, I don't want to say natural or regular teenage stuff. But a lot of the time, that is what natural and regular teenage stuff is. The person who plays the role of teenager this time needs to learn what it's like by acting out this way. It's all contracted lessons, which is really great news because there's nothing malevolent or evil about that. Now, the overcast of the other people saying, well, I hope, you know, you get treated that way to your friend. It didn't help the situation and did make it a lot heavier. But I am happy, actually, that you brought that up so you can tell your friend that while I wouldn't call it normal uh, teenage stuff with a, a teenager and their mom, I would say that once they've got gotten through this, they're going to have a closer relationship than most other teenagers and moms who go through this because they are soul connected 
part of the same soul group, soulmates, and soul contracted for them each to learn something. And once they're through it, they will both have that knowledge. And in another life, I saw the mom was the angsty teenager, though male. And the daughter in, in this timeline was the terrified, worried, and frustrated mother. They each wanted to learn the part. So at the end of the day, while it may be scary and terrifying and upsetting, um, I have my youngest who is my soulmate and I can't even imagine going through things like that when he hits that age. It will, you'll come through it. If it's contracted, that means you come through it. Okay. That means you learn it, you come through it. There's no escaping it, but know that the lesson that comes with this, whatever this is, tell her it's going to be something that they both look back on like, man, that was terrible, but aren't we glad we're here now? And if she has any other questions that she wants to either give me privately or, or through you, because I would love to explain this more and go a lot more in depth than what I'm able to do right here, right now. And since you know a lot of the situation and I know what you told me of it and a lot of people here don't, um, I don't want to keep going on it and dwell on it. But that's what I would say now to try to make her understand a little better. And if she has additional questions, because I did have a very long conversation and I understand contracts very well. So, you know, anything else she may need. And I would like an update on how things are going with that, with her. So I can maybe look in a little further and be like, when is this going? You know, how long is this contracted for? And then maybe what's next? Um, I might be able to get those answers as well. Okay. I will definitely let her know. I know everybody's in chat. Chat's blowing up. I know. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And, it was important, guys. It really was. It was important for somebody's to yeah, somebody's sanity for them to hear that. So. Just so uh, people out there, if you want to know more about this conversation that we were having, go back to our previous episode. It was episode 43 um, back in November of 26, 2022, when Gemma was on our show the last time. And we brought this uh, friend of ours problem uh, to Gemma to see if there was some type of supernatural explanation. And there was a little bit of a history with some evil doing going on. Um, some, some, uh, some folks playing with the dark Lord. Yeah. In so, their basement. Yes. Um, you know, kind of like teenagers with, uh, Ouija boards, but this was, uh, look at me. I can draw, <laughs> look at me. I can draw a pentagram and start making putting that's, curses that's out. kind of how he explained it to me. Like we were like little kids, you know, burning the wings off flies, you know, like we, it was yeah. this very, non-effective type thing i just you know. you know i remember hearing stories about that was the reason that they had to move out of the house that they were in out west because they had brought something so dark into their house that they had to you know basically pick up and move and i have more on that too i don't i believe that they manifested something um from what i got from him the the mother would not come through to me um, but he did. And he was saying that he believes that not that they conjured that or brought it forth, but
but that they had manifested, and I've seen this before, not often, but it does happen, their own inner demons and inner turmoil became its own entity. So that's why not other, like other people weren't affected by it. So like anyone who lived there next, there may have been some residual, but that's why it only affected them because it was their own inner stuff that they had manifested outward by trying to convince themselves that they had summoned this king demon and, you know. Um, well, I that. think, uh, and Michelle, you, your friend, you're more closer with your friend than I am. But uh, the reason Gemma probably didn't reach the mother. The mother's still alive. The mother's still alive. Well, I, yes, I tried to pull on the higher self. So when they're still alive, mm. I'll try to pull in the higher self. But if they're not in a like a state physically here on this plane where they're receptive to something like that, it would just go right past them. And I can't dig the okay. way that I'd like to. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. All right. So, Gemma, we are at one hour and five minutes. Do you think you could stick around for another 20 minutes after our break? I can probably do like another 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, just because it's okay. getting late and I have a toddler. So I wasn't okay. sure and I should have asked you guys how long you went. So I do apologize for that. No, that's fine. Um, let's do a break and then we'll come back in about five minutes. Now, we got a, we got a new sponsor we're trying to help out. And um, I'm going to play their commercial. They're not really a sponsor. We're just trying to help them out. It's the... Um, there's a Pennsylvania UFO con going on. And so I'm going to play a little, um, it's May 20th. I'm going to play their little uh, commercial here. And then we're going to cut into a five minute break. So Gemma, I'm going to go ahead and send you to the back so you can yes. go ahead and take a break. All right, Michelle, you ready? Are you going to, are, are you booting me to the back? Do you want to boot to the back? Yeah, you might as well boot me to the All back. Right, to the head. Yeah, boom. All right. All right. So, all right, everybody, we'll see you in five. Take care. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
traveling near New Boston, Michigan? Hungry? Well then, you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill tucked away at 37005 Huron River Drive. With daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family, you will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu, on Facebook. Bon Appetit! There is four minutes left to this break. Three minutes left, everybody. Just three minutes. Two minutes left, everybody. Get ready. Two minutes.
One more minute and we are back. One more minute. everybody we're back um, there we go i don't know why my mic muted but we are back so we're going to be joined here once again with the lovely Gemma jade and she has agreed because we were whispering backstage uh, she's going to go ahead and do a couple readings for us uh, before we end the show. So um, just real quick, what I was talking about earlier, I want to go ahead and show you guys. Okay. So this is the Philadelphia UFO Exposure Con. It's Saturday, May 20th, 2023. So one night from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. So there's all the contact information there if you're interested. Um, they recently got, um, I don't know if anybody remembers, uh, Bill Burns and the uh, um, History Channel. Uh, hey, Michelle, welcome back. Hello. I'm but the back. History Channel had a show called UFO Hunters back in the day, and Bill Burns was like one of the head investigators. So he's going to be there presenting. So... Um, once again, everybody go and check it out. Philadelphia UFO exposure con, and it's the UFO encounters worldwide. They've got a, a small, but very good set of speakers for you and, uh, look them up, help them out, buy some tickets and go take a drive, go to Philadelphia. And, uh, all the information is there and I will put the contact information and stuff like that down in the show notes. All right. Michelle, are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, let's bring her back on. <clears throat> hey, Gemma. Apparently, I'm a tulpa. <laughs> You're a tulpa. I was like, I might actually, someone's like, let's all manifest Gemma. And I'm like, I might actually be my own manifestation <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gemma. So we were talking. I was like, mm -hmm. hey, Gemma, do you have any, do you have any decks with you? Do you want to? end the show on on a reading or two and she's like always so Gemma, we're gonna turn this over to you and let our audience see and or hear how you do these things and uh using the oracle decks i believe they're called correct mm -hmm. yep okay all right so uh i don't know michelle do you want to offer yourself up as tribute for the i, I will offer myself up as tribute on this one <laughs> I'll take All it. Right. <laughs> <a little> <laughs> and I believe Straw Dog wanted one as well. Okay. And I can do that. So there we go. 
The one cards go um, fairly quickly, guys, but I offer personals too. So this is a new deck. It's literally my absolute favorite right now. It's the N. Stokes Gothic Oracle Guidebook. And oh, this is the guidebook. And I where I go... Artwork. Yeah, she's... Oh my God, she's amazing. Where I go differently from most people who read Oracle is I will read from the book, but then I channel from source and from spirit from my team and the person I'm reading for for team, even remotely. Okay. So I'll read the book and then I'll just keep going. And that's me channeling. These are not messages or advice from me at all. All right. And again, I say, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will in the next week or two. Guaranteed. Everybody make sure you do get over to Gemma's channel. She does have an amazing, like just a polit what is it plethora, plethora. yes plethora, plethora of videos of all kinds of supernatural things and all the research that she does so um make sure you get over to her channel and, and check it out and you know get a reading and uh, if you want a private one i believe you do that for a decent cost and talking one-on-one -on -one with Yes. Um, and there's all different kinds. You can get at all different prices, but I always check and I'm not even a third of what everyone else charges. It's like really minimal um, because yeah. I don't like charging for it. I, I don't like charging for it to begin with. So, and I always work with people. So um, with that being said, yes. Um, so Michelle, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to pull one card here. And I'm calling on angels, spirit guides, guardians, guardian angels, spirit in general, your ancestors and deceased loved ones. Also, any other worldly attachments you may have, extraterrestrial, earth angels, star seeds, star ancestors, shapeshifter, fairy, etc. And any higher elevational, higher dimensional beings, creatures, energies, and entities of love, light, and peace that want to come through to make the messages clearer. <clears throat> All right. Trick or treats. Let's find it in here and I'll tell you what the book says and then I will tell you what I'm pulling in. These are in alphabetical order instead of numbered. I have to really think about it. <laughs> okay, so trick or treat is the card of choice. A small dragon lands upon the lid of a jack-o'-lantern. The pumpkin is lit from within, revealing a warm but slightly unsettling smile. Beneath it is a layer of autumn leaves suggesting the darker and colder side of the year when many choose to celebrate All Hallows' Eve. Trick-or-treating is a part of modern-day Halloween customs. Children visit the homes of neighbors in the hope that they'll receive a handful of candy. It is less likely these days that they will perform a trick since many adults will stock up beforehand and enjoy participating in the celebration. If you receive this card, then a choice is before you. It suggests that there is more than one way to progress and that you are being given options. To be given a choice is a luxury, but we must not forget that responsibility comes with the power of choosing. Consideration or advice may be needed before committing to one choice or another. What we do in the present will have an effect on what happens at a later date. Being conscious of how your actions could influence your life and the life of others, even in the distant future, is part of this card's core message. So right away, we obviously have a choice here for you, Michelle, but it's not like chocolate or vanilla. I'm getting career related. It could end up being something else, but there's something going on here with a major opportunity or something to do with your career or it can be an opportunity in your career. 
there's something here that's going to immediately make you want to go one way. It's like the obvious choice to you at first is going to be just to go left, right? Left and right are your choices. And you're like, obviously, I want to go left. This is the universe and your spirit team telling you, be really careful. Take more time to consider. Take more time to get to know what the long-term effects of these, this choice is going to be. Because while it may sound good, you know, it may look good on paper, so to speak, it may not be the best choice for you in the long run. We're talking, I'm not talking something like get rich quick schemes or anything like that here. There are two really good choices. It's just the one you're first ready to gravitate towards might end up not being the right one. So it's better to take a little longer of time, a little longer amount of time to make this decision, to make this choice. And I do think it's more of a decision than just a simple choice. I think it really is going to have an effect. Okay. Another thing I'm seeing here is so weird the way they're showing it to me. Just give me a second. With this choice, it's like we're in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. Okay. So you shouldn't be signing any legal documents. You shouldn't be making any major purchases. No, you know, big relationship, you know, ideas and things like that. Um, but the universe, is also, <laughs> the universe is also warning <laughs> you that not making a decision in the end is making one. And this decision has to do with a major life lesson that you're supposed to learn. So if you don't make the choice, I'm seeing about a month or two. Okay. So once you're presented with it, don't allow it to just sit there and fester because if the universe has to step in and make the decision for you, you're going to have to go all the way back to the beginning of something because it's showing the universe that you did not in fact learn that lesson and you have to learn it the hard way over again. So while you really want to think about it and consider all your options, you don't want to wait too long because the opportunity could pass you and the universe is going to throw you into a tower moment, which means everything falls to crap. When, if you had just made the decision in the first place on your own, that wouldn't have had to happen and you'd be advancing instead of being set back. Awesome. I'll see what happens see what in the happens. next few months. And you got to let me know. I need the validation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking here. I um, was going to say, if it's not me, it's someone next to me. <laughs> well, right. I do pull in um, both your energies because you're both up on screen when normally I'm, it's just a one-on-one -on -one thing. So it could be a joint decision. And I did keep seeing Wayne like in the way that they were showing it to me. So it could be something you may have to... Um, like if he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. You may have to like really take him into consideration more than he even has himself. Like he may not see something that you do. So it's something to really, really think on. But I think it could change your life, whatever it is, for the absolute better. But you really don't just make a snap decision. Okay, awesome. All right, so the last reading for tonight is going to be Straw Dog 1. And then uh, Gemma's got to get out of here, and we don't want to keep her too much longer. And I'm so sorry, guys. No, that's okay. <laughs> she's got a toddler that's yeah, not going to let her. She's got. Yeah, stuff I don't know if you guys have heard him this whole time, but he's like terrorizing his father. <laughs> yeah, and then Michelle and I are going to um, cover a few things that we got coming up for our next shows and some other things. So, all right, Gemma, take us away. And Straw Dog, this one's for you. All right, let's do this. All right, so lifeblood. 
There it is. The card of endings. Straw dog. That was the name. Yes. A mysterious woman dressed in white holds a scythe as she contemplates the red rose in her hand. Skulls and skeletons can be seen swirling behind her in the shape of the Lemniscate, suggesting that with every ending comes a new beginning. The Reaper is usually dressed in black and tends to be a foreboding character. This one, with her silver hair and youthful appearance, remind us that not all endings need to be tragic or unwelcome. Toxic relationships or periods of hardship have a shelf life, too. If you have drawn this card, then the lifeblood may be draining from a situation. There will always be times when endings are sad or unexpected, but this card also represents the need to consciously cut away those things or people that are unhealthy or have outstayed their welcome. In this sense, lifeblood can be a positive card, encouraging acute awareness and discernment. Knowing when something is over, however challenging that might be, can be an asset in both your personal and professional lives. An ending may be upon you, and knowing that it is either necessary or unavoidable is part of this card's message. The Reaper is not a figure to fear, but to respect, and in some cases, appreciate. So I was feeling immediately upon touching this card, and just from seeing what I'm being shown here, that there is some toxicity or even just a lot of chaos surrounding a certain situation and or relationship per, in a person, okay? It doesn't have to be romantic. Straw Dog, I feel like there's a person in your life that you're starting to feel like no matter what you do, things are just not going to be reciprocated towards you, okay? But there's that part of you being a sensitive, whether you know it or not, that can see the light in this person or the light in this situation. So, you know, you're like, I can, you know, I know it's going to be okay this time. The universe is really asking you to reconsider that, to step into your power, to become who you were meant to be. You and this person, if it is in fact a person, we could say, or you were meant to be in this situation, you know, both of you to learn something from the other and then move on. This is not a soul connection. This is not a twin flame connection. This is, I'm going to learn something from you at this time. You're going to learn something from me at this time. And then we're going to move on. The problem with us as human beings is we never want to move on because we see the light in others and we love them. And we've invested all this time and energy and effort and whatever we've invested, possibly money. The universe and spirit do not speak those languages. They speak in the language of energy. Okay. You have to step into your power. You have to put up boundaries and make sure that people respect those boundaries. And I feel like someone somewhere in your life has not been respecting boundaries for a really long time. And they're so used to it. They're used to being able to come back and say, I'm really sorry. I'm going to do better this time. That's the type of energy we're dealing with it with here. Toxic, chaotic. Move out of this before you end up losing even more, thrown into a dark night of the soul. The universe is going to give you a tower moment. Take the other person away somehow anyway. It is not meant to be. Whether it's a job, some other situation or relationship, it is meant to end and it is meant to end now, including during the shadow of a Mercury retrograde. You have to be your own person and step into your own power at this time. All right, Straw Dog, hopefully you heard that. Now, Diane has asked a couple of things and I know we need to, Diane, I'm, I think I'm going to do a hard cutoff on you here, but, but you can get over to Gemma's channel and I'm sure she would be happy to pull a card every Wednesday you. night. I do Here them for free for whoever comes in. And I promise you, if you come in, you will be read first before anybody else. You can email me at Gemma Jade paranormal at gmail.com. 
and I do personals one-on-ones, but every Wednesday night starting at 7.15 p.m. Eastern, and the only reason I have to do a hard no is, is because it's the night before Easter. I have to be the Easter bunny, and I yep. have a toddler. Otherwise, you guys know me. I would stay out all night and do it. Um, yes, just absolutely. Am, so, Well, I can see the future, and that future is that Gemma will be back on here as well. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. With that black but eyed kid. Diane and everybody else, make sure you get over to Gemma's channel. So Gemma, before you take off, uh, let's, let's, (laughs) let's review. We've got encounters with evil and Michelle was just holding up. We've got shadow entities and sleep paralysis and beyond. And uh, that's not yours. Where's your other one at? Missing the Faye theory. I am. Where is it? I designed all the covers. The Faye probably took it. They're like, you're not showing this off. In a okay, show. that's really it. weird. It was right here. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. All right. All right. Missing <laughs> the Faye theory. The book was missing. So, <laughs> But yeah, so everybody go and check that out. Get to Gemma's channel. Links are below. Help her out. Help us out. We uh, truly are happy to have had you on, Gemma. Any last minute words or just, uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Keep in touch with me, Michelle, about the stuff with your friend. And don't forget guys, every Wednesday night on my channel, I'm also live on Thursday nights from 8 PM Eastern time on and, uh, Monday afternoons now at noon. And I just want to give a shout out to Arisha Haynes, uh, Lotus girl, towing to sister. She did this shirt for me and two others of Pennywise. Um, he's Ooh. an Easter bunny, but he's under arrest. It says, if I had feelings, they'd be for you. And on the back, it says Gemma Jade Paranormal. So you can find her links in the description box of my channels. And I do pre-recorded too, not just live. So I talk about everything under the sun, paranormal, supernatural. If you guys need anything, you know, you can always email me, Paranormal at gmail.com. And I normally give out, you know, my number and just like try to connect with you guys in that way. So thank you guys so, so much. And next time I will be able to stay on longer. All right. All right. Talk well, to you later. Weird. I mean, it was weird. So, all right. Thank you very much, Gemma. Bye, guys. All right, Michelle. Wow. Uh, what a another awesome night with Gemma. I mean, my God. Just so little time, I swear. I know. <laughs> so, uh, before we take off, a um, couple things I want to talk about. And it's uh, our upcoming shows. So, and we have, uh, thanks Crowley. It's uh, nice to meet you as well. Nice meeting you too, Crowley. So uh, Crowley just said it was nice to meet us and, you know, glad you guys are, are watching and on board, but just so you guys know, coming up, we've got a full boat for April. I mean, we're overbooked, which is okay. So on April 12th at 8 p.m. on YouTube, you can find us right here. We're going to be doing episode 51 with Jared Murphy, and we're talking about his Belize expedition. They're going to go and make first contact. He's got a whole group of people. They're going to be down in Belize for two weeks. They're going to make first contact with three pyramids on a property that have has not had people anywhere near it, probably within 100 years. Um, so we're going to talk about that expedition. That is Wednesday at 8 PM, not Saturday. We're going to run a special show. And then 
coming up that Saturday, the 15th of April at 4 p.m., we were contacted by the Contact in the Desert group. And Contact in the Desert asked us to interview Stephen Bassett. Big, big dude in the UFO community and disclosure and highly involved in the politics of that. So we're going to have him on this coming Saturday, the 15th at 4 p.m. instead of 8. So make sure you guys are around for that. And then something I am beyond excited for is we're going to have on the 22nd of April, which is a Saturday at 2 p.m. We're going to have on, get ready for this, author and experiencer Colin Saunders from the UK. And he wrote the book Black Triangles in the UK. And considering Michelle and I have a very close relationship with a black triangle that started this whole thing that you see here back in 2018, uh, we're going to be talking to him. And then to end the month of April, on the 29th of April, we're going to have Ray Szymanski back, the author of the um, Alien Shades of Grey's trilogy, which includes the book Swamp Gas My Ass, which was all about the 1966 huge Michigan UFO flap that was going on here. He's got some breaking news that he wants to share only on our show and beyond ecstatic for this. His book Swamp Gas My Ass is an incredible ride through what happened in Ann Arbor Dexter area in 1966 that made J. Allen Hynek come forward in front of about a thousand people and on all the news channels here and declare it was swamp gas. Well, if you haven't checked our Facebook page, um, you wouldn't have seen, but Colonel, he got a signed confession and statement. I guess I shouldn't say confession, but Colonel Carroll, before he passed away, he was one of he was the lead flight out of Selfridge Air National Guard base that was sent to intercept these objects. And he says they were real and they were chasing them and had them locked on radar and everything else. So we put that video of his um, statement, his signed statement and everything up on our Facebook group. So you can check that out. And I don't know what Ray's got planned for us on the 29th, but you can bet it's going to be something amazing. All right. Thank you, Crowley, for subscribing. Really appreciate that. Aunt Edna, thank you. And Mike J. Yeah, Mike J. Thank you very much. Awesome, guys. Yeah, you guys are incredible. And, uh, you know, that's our lineup for April. It's going to be amazing. I mean, it's just, it's going to be busy time, but um, I can't wait. It, it's so exciting because it's covering everything that, you know, really gets my interest after. Especially so. all after all of the state testing that we have to do now yes. too. Yes. So, oh. man, uh, why do I feel like I'm leaving things out that I'm supposed to be telling people? Um, well, if you want to email us, right, if you got a story you want to tell, right, you can email us your sighting, 
And it's right down there at mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. And you can find that in the show description as well as any way you want to support the podcast. We have a link tree now and you can just click on that link tree and sign up for Patreon, tip us a coffee. Take a look at uh, the our swag. Store. Yeah, we got a whole store with all kinds of swag. Uh, very similar to. We have a coffee cup dun, dun, with dun. driver, with our guy driver. <laughs> we call him driver. Um, what else? I think our next cat's going to be named driver. Yeah. In June, I'm going to the cosmic summit with Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. Um, so be ready for some quick live shots from on site when I'm there at that, uh, convention, it's sold out. So it's going to be huge. Um, so if you're into the, the ancient archeology, span uh, material, uh, I will be there, uh, meeting people and hopefully, uh, you know, and, uh, let's see, Crowley says, Wayne, where are you guys at? We are near Metro Detroit airport yes. in Michigan. Yep. Southeast Michigan, right by, uh, Detroit Metro. Yep. We got jets flying over as we speak. Just so. north of Monroe. Yes. Yep. And uh, let's see. I got to pull up my notes, Michelle, because, you know, I swear I was going to make sure I told everybody about we covered Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, I think that's everything. I went I went through it all. Yeah. Went through so. the upcoming guests. Well, if I forgot something, we'll know, catch it next time. We'll do it next time because we're going to be on here again in just Wednesday. a few days. Wednesday, <laughs> 8 p.m. will be our next show. All right, Michelle, um, do you got anything you want to uh, possibly close out things? Have a great night. That's it? Yep. Just have a great night. I don't know. I'm going to go look into this monster fest that they're talking about in chat. Monster Fest. Monster right. Fest. Okay, everybody. I guess that's going to be it for us tonight. So, as always, remember keep your eyes to that sky. And we're out. <laughs>